Good morning, everybody. Today, Mr. Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Gimel in Maseches Kiddushin. Barry and Andrew, I missed you terribly. It's good to be back, even though back from Eretz Yisrael, some mixed feelings, right, Andrew? But maybe we'll be zocha to go back to the rebuilt city of Yishalayim and learn together there as well. Of course, we need to dedicate Lila Nishmas of Chaim Zevmelinowitz. They dedicated a street, well, from down from Dolev to Refaim recently. It's Derech Rav HaMelinowitz in Ramat Beit Shemesh. They renamed it. They had an official naming with the mayor. Eliza Bloch came out. Uh, it's, in fact, relevant to today's daf. We're going to talk about Derech. Why, why the Lashon of the Mishnah is Derech uh, is going to be the topic of today's Gemara. We'll get to it. Also, Mazel Tov to Binyamin Gutman and Binin Basi. Binyamin Gutman sits where, Barry, you may have to give up your seat for him. Hopefully now he has somebody to watch the kids. He's going to come back. Okay, Ben, you better come back. Mazel tov to them. They got married, and how appropriate during Kiddushin. So we've started Maseches Kiddushin. Okay, we're finishing Seder Nashim, guys. Bezat Hashem with the with this Siman Kiddushin. And the question is, first of all, why is Kiddushin at the end? So, okay, you could look at the Rambam, and you could say it's because of the pasuk. A lot of questions on the Rambam and the Parish of Mishnais with that regard, because. Uh, the the pasuk says v'yatsav ha'isalishacher, and then it says right. So so when we say it's the kasev lakis sefer kritzus v'yatsav ha'isalishacher, this pasuk should seem familiar to you from Gerishin, right? So it says after Gerishin v'yatsa v'ha'isalishacher, she goes and gets remarried. Okay, so that's why kiddushin is after Gerishin. We have to look at that a little more closely because really the Rambam himself writes. Uh, that there is a mitzvah, the orisa of getting married, of kiddushin, of er- which which is the same thing as erison, which we will discuss, and that pasuk is from kiikach isha, which is prior. So I don't understand. There, I'm not zokin to understand that. But we're balabatim, and we're not ashamed to be balabatim. That's okay. And therefore, we have the luxury of saying a balabatish pshat, which is, we're not surprised at all by this question. It's always matchilin bignosim b'sayim b'shvach. We always seem to talk about the exceptions before the rule. We've been learning enough since the beginning of brachos, baruch Hashem, to see the exception always becomes the, before the rule. There's no surprise that Yavamos, which is a tragic situation of Yibum, or Sota, which all the debauchery that goes on, is the exceptions and the first thing that we... And we finish with Kiddushin. Even this, this Maseches Kitten that we just finished, at the very end, if you notice, and we were Zohar Misayim, and Mazel Tov to you on that, to us, um, I finished with Hashem crying over... The, the divorce. We talk about divorce for the whole Masachas Gid, and at the end we say, stay in your marriage if you can. You should be Zocher, we should all be Zocher to Shalom Bais, Bin and Basi, and everyone else should be Zocher to build the Bais and then be Israel. Okay, so now, Kiddushin. Kiddushin, this Masachet, it's the ultimate Torah Shabbat Peh, I like to say. Why? Because the Rambam, as we've mentioned this, and we mentioned this in the beginning of Masachas Ksubas, right, in Hilchas Ishus, Perik Aleph, right, uh, in the very beginning of Hilchas Ishus, at the very beginning, Rambam says like this: that used to be marriage existed, okay? Marriage existed and divorce perhaps existed. That's okay, but there was no formal prior designation of a woman, right? You would find a woman in the shuk, and she would be like your girlfriend, we'll call it, and then like you start living together, and that's marriage. Says the Rambam, Torah. This is a chiddush in the Torah. It's not Rabbanon. This is the Torah was mechadesh that before you start living with her, you first formalize her. You don't move in with your girlfriend, Barry. You have, when, when the time you move in, she has to already be your wife. And so you have to wife her. 
as they say. So you have to wife her, and then she becomes your wife in every way, except for the way that you're living together, which is to say, you would need a get to undo this, right? Once you wife her, you would need a get. Anybody who would be with her, she would be considered an ish. How is she not your wife? Well, you're not living with her yet. You're not chayev to support her yet. She could be, right, mekudeshes and live with her, with her parents, right? But, right, you've, you've wifed her, but you're not living with her yet. That's what we're going to call it. That's Kiddushin and Arison. That's what that is called, okay? So that is the Chiddush of the Torah that we formalize it. You don't move in with your girlfriend. You move in with your wife in order to do so. How do you accomplish it? That's why this is the ultimate Yeshiva Masechta. It's Tarsha How do you do it? You do it with called the Kenyan. So you ask Yeshiva guy, so you make a Kenyan. Well, you don't have to ask Yeshiva guy. You ask the Mishnah. Aisha Nikneis. Okay, but what is a Kenyan? Kenyan is so vague that if a guy tells you that you make a Kenyan, you're supposed to slap him in the face, Barry. Because <laughs> that's not a very definitive term. Kenyan just means a change of status. Like when we say Kadosh Baruch Hu is Kone Olam, it doesn't mean that he bought the world. It means he changed the status from like non-existence to existence, right? Aisha Nikneis doesn't mean that the woman, there's no Kenyan Aguf here. Uh, as a matter of fact, there is no Kenyan Aguf in this Kenyan Kiddushin, right? A husband doesn't own his wife. He can't sell her to somebody else, right? There's a status change. She goes from a single woman to a spoken-for married woman, okay? Prior to what we'll call chuppah, right? Prior to what we call nisuin, right? What we will call the nisuin, which is when they're living together as, as husband and wife, we wife her, okay? She's designated as such. That is what the Kenyan... Mean. So then the question becomes in the Mishnah, how do you make such a Kenyan? So we said, Kesef, Shtar, Ubiya. That's what our Mishnah started. A Mishnah, Nikneis, Bishalos, Drachim, and Kones, Asim, Bishte, Drachim. So the three ways that she becomes a wife, right, prior to Nisuin, is Kesef, Shtar, and Bia. Uh, and the, way, the two ways that that marriage is terminated is either through Get, as we've discussed at great length, or through the passing away of the Baal. Okay, so we're almost about to start two lines up from the bottom of Bayes and Bayes. What have we been talking about until now? We've been talking about why the Mishnah uses this language. I, I heard uh, Rabbi Shalom Rosner Shli to talk about that this was written by the Savarayim, that Bashir Gaon says that this part of the Mishnah was written by the Savarayim. Okay, I, I didn't, never heard it inside, but... I think what he's getting at is that, you know, we're analyzing the language as we do. Very much we're analyzing the language of the Mishnah. And once you hear the Balaturim from Roshalem Razan, you can't unhear it. So before we read the Gemara, I'll tell you this one part from the Balaturim as heard by Shalom Razner, and we'll move on. What does the Balaturim say? The three ways that your Kona and woman, Kesef, Shtar, and Bia, are represented uh, also in the three ways that a Kaddish Baruch Hu made us, the Jewish nation, uh, betrothed to him, by the way, in the morning, we say, right? We say, three times, for Kesef Shtarbia. Kesef is all the Rechush Mitzrayim that we came out with, the riches that we came out with Mitzrayim. Shtar is the Torah, and Bia, because the Pasuk in Yechaskel that says, So Hashem also uh, was Mekadosh with all three. Kesef Shtarbia. Okay, very good. We don't do Shtar, by the way, this day, but we do Kesef. Um, that's how we do it, and we'll get into that as well. So now the mission. What? We only do kesef. That's correct. Uh, right. That's right. We're going to get into that. Very good. We have cotton here, by the way, today. He brought the the wood. Now, so then the Gemara discussed why isha, why isha nicknes, why isha, why to say nicknes, why shalosh, why drachim. So where we left off, Rav Shimon said 
the, why do we say derech, right? Like derech or of Malinowitz. That's what Eliza Blach spoke about, Zatzal. That what we could have called it Nachal or of Malinowitz. We could have called it Rechov or of Malinowitz. She said derech or of Malinowitz. Bedafka, because he taught us a derech hachayim. May his neshama have an aliyah. So here, she spoke beautifully, I was told. So here, why derech? So Rav Shimon said, you know what? Derech, because why? Because a man pursues a woman. Darcho shel ish lachzor ala isha. So that's why we dafka use the word derech here. Okay? And that would mean that every other, right? In other words, the man pursues her, he opens the door for her, he pays for the date, Andrew. So that's derech. So that would mean that any other Mishnah, that the only Mishnahist that should say derech, according to Rabbi Shimon, would be Mishnahist that involve a man and a woman, but that's just not so, right? And then the Gemara, as we were finishing towards the bottom of Bezim and Bezim, was saying, well, we have other Mishnahists that say the word derech, and they have nothing to do with Nashim. And that's what we pick up, says the, the Gemara, two lines up from the bottom of Bezim and Bezim. Right? We have a mission in Bikurim that says that an esrog is similar to a tree in three ways. Wait a minute. What do you mean an esrog is similar to a tree? Well, the, the issue is like this. An esrog is a very unique fruit, but not for the reason you think. <laughs> it's not unique just because you use it as one of the Dalad medium. It happens to be anatomically, uh, agronomically unique. Okay? It's unique as a vegetation because it's kind of like a little vegetable-y and a little bit fruity in the way that it grows. Okay? And so that leads to the Mishnah in, B- in Bikurim explaining that it is similar in certain ways. We'll see. We'll see. We'll read it inside as follows. So first of all, the Mishnah in Bikurim says that the Esrog is similar to the tree in three ways. And it uses the word drachim, begimel drachim. Says the Gemara, listen dvarim. It shouldn't say drachim. It has nothing to do with a woman. This is a fruit. It should say dvarim. Why does it use the word drachim? So the Gemara, Mishim Debinad Masni Seifa, Uliyarek Bederech Echad. So the Seifa, the second part of that Mishnah says that it, while it is similar to a tree, like a fruit, in three ways, it's similar to a vegetable in one way. So since it, it says Derech later, it should say Derech now. So the Gemara asks the obvious question, Seifa Namanis Nidavar. Yeah, okay, but we shouldn't be saying the word Derech at all. So, so you just... You, as uh, Ari Leibowitz, the great Afyami master, says, you didn't answer the question, you just kicked the can down the road, right? You just, uh, you, so now we'll ask the question about, right, derech, right? Why does it say derech for the way that it's like a vegetable? So as we arrive at Gimel Medalef, the Gemara answers like this. Why in the Mishnah Bikurim does the Mishnah use the word, the, the Lashon derech, as opposed to the Lashon Davar? Even though it has nothing to do with Isha, says the Gemara, this is what that mission is trying to teach you. That the way of growth, okay, so it's using the word derech for a specific reason, okay, because derech means the way it grows. The way it grows is similar to a vegetable. That's why he uses the word derech at the end of that Mishnah. In, as, in the following way, just like, unlike a real tree, a vegetable grows sustenance from irrigation, not just rainfall, but any kind of irrigation, and you get that nice gush katif, right, veggies going, okay? And furthermore, this actually affects, right, when you're going to consider the miser. There's a very big difference between vegetable, okay, and fruit. That's a very big deal. As Rashi says, look at where the Rashi lines get a little narrow. And this should be familiar to you, Andrew, because you already learned Rosh Hashanah. Right? Right? So there's two different 
time periods for this vegetation. Vegetables is when did they start bringing the first third of growth? Fruit is when did you pick it? <laughs> Those are two very different things. This was very lachalamaisa when you're doing Shemitah year, right? And you're saying, okay, so if you're not going to bring mices, all the trumas and mices should, should all be returned. But in the Shemitah year, you want to know, is this from Shemitah or is it not? Well, for fruit, it's when was it picked? Right? For vegetables, when did it have Havas Shlish? Those are two very different things. And the time spans really change a lot over time. Okay? So, be that as it may, in those ways, an esterig, believe it or not, is like a vegetable, not like a fruit. Okay? Well, that might be very relevant to Halachal Can you imagine if it's Sukkis? So, which Sukkis are you concerned about the Meiser issue, or the Shemitah issue, rather, of the esterig? Right, that could depend on whether it's a fruit or a vegetable. See what I'm saying? So, so in this context, it says that, right? So my Right. So, an esrog two is picked right according to shas lakitaso, and it's like a right. Uh, it's like a. Um, uh, it's and it's like a uh, what do we call it in in that way, right? It grows an esrog. It grows in all types of water, and you do the meiser according to the time that it was picked, not according to the avaz shlish, and therefore that is the similarity. And it is for that reason that the mission of bikurim says the word derech in the context of esrog again, because we're talking about the derech in which it grows. So there you have justification for using the word there. Okay, that's Esrog. Now let's go to a different mission in Bikurim that sounds very similar, but it's a totally different kind of thing. Not a fruit or vegetable, but an animal. Says the Mishnah, two Mishnahites later in Bikurim, Perak Vav, uh, no, a bunch, uh, a while later, I think it's Perak Vav, Mishnah uh, 8. The Mishnah Bikurim says the following. Koi. I've heard it referred to as koi or kvi. What is this koi or kvi? It's a hybrid animal. See, there's two very different kinds of animals. There's a wild animal with a lot of different kinds. There's the fishies. Those you don't have to shecht. You know that they don't have to be literally, uh, ritually slaughtered, Andrew? How do you know that a fish is kosher? We just had this, uh, this partial recently. F- fins and scales, right? It's okay. Birds, okay. So everyone has their own thing. Now, what about terrestrial animals? So there's a chaya and an oaf. Well, there's also shratzim. Shratzim is obviously you're not allowed to eat, right? That's, that's a terrible thing. You can't eat shratzim. <laughs> you can't eat bugs. That's an isidoraisa. You could sometimes violate eight isidoraisa, right? We talked about shmona shratzim and uh, the, the eight types of isidoraisa. And we also talked about the different ways, the seven ways, right? There's a maximum, there's a, a lot of isidorim that you can have by eating uh, sharats. But if you have a chaya, or an oaf, a chaya or a behema, those have different halachas. How so? Well, a chaya needs kisoy adam after shechita. A behema does not. Okay? Conversely, a behema has parts of its fats that can be eaten. Schmaltz, we call it. Whereas parts of its fat that are considered chaylev, which is also fat. Anatomically, if you look at chaylev, it looks the same. Right? But we talk about the isrkaris of eating chaylev, right? And we've discussed that isrkaris in the past. That is really just fat, but you have to know, right? You have to know if you're a mashkiach, which is the isrkaris fat and which is the mutter fat. That's not so for chaya. A chaya, there is no such thing as chaylev, and therefore, for chaya, all the shmaltz is mutter to eat. So, 
What if you have an animal that you can't tell whether it's domesticated behemoth or if it's a wild animal? That's called, or it's considered a hybrid. That's called the koi. So says the Mishnah in Bikurim, koi yeshba, back inside, koi yeshba drachim shavu l'chaya, yeshba drachim shavu l'behemoth. In some ways it's like a chaya, in some ways it's like a behemoth. The yeshba drachim shavu l'chaya v'behemoth, and in some ways it's similar to both. Yeshba drachim sheino shavu l'chaya v'lohbehemoth. In some ways it's similar to neither, or neither. Well, the first question the Gemara asks is, keep saying drachim, 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 but this has nothing to do with an isha and an isha. Nisni dvarim. Why are we saying drachim? Why aren't we saying dvarim? Okay. Says the Gemara, the Su. Uh-oh, now we're piling it on. Haditznan. Now going to be a more familiar Mishnah. Gittin. Daftes. Zu achas min adrachim sheshavu gitein nashem l'shichur avadim. This is one of the ways in which the get shichur of an Evid is similar to the get of a woman. And we talked about that. We learned that Mishnah. Of the ways in which a get shichur of a slave, an emancipation document is similar to a get. Uh, a divorce document of a woman. We went through all those ways. And there, even though it has to do with a woman, it has nothing to do with pursuing a woman for marriage. And therefore, maybe there too, it shouldn't say drachim. Nisni dvarim, says the Gemara. It just says dvarim. So the Gemara now pivots. And it says, oh, I see what you mean. Um, by the way, uh, we didn't get into the, the Mishnah Bikurim about, about the, the, the Kari, but... I, I mentioned some of it, right? That that the right that a koi needs to you're gonna be machmir, right? It's a suffix, so you're gonna to have to be machmir, you're gonna to have to have to do kisu adam for sure. And then there's no there's nothing wrong with doing kisu adam on a chaya. There's no iser in it, so you just do it to be safe. And don't eat the chalev, right? There's nothing wrong with not eating the chalev. Uh, just do that to be safe. Right? You're gonna to go to machmir and all those suffix, okay, that kind of thing. Of course you're gonna shecht it ritual slaughter, because that's true of a behema and a chaya. And uh, you're not going to crossbreed it with any other animal. And that way it's not like a behemoth or a chaya. Be that as it may, now we're back to the Gemara. And the Gemara says, you know what? That's a good point. All those Mishnayas say the word derech. They don't say the word dvarim. So it says the Gemara, A big yisod, Barry. Anytime that you have uh, distinctions and, and machloksin and, uh, in the Mishnah, you're going to say drachim every time. So, in our case, for example, So we see, right, it's, she can do this in three ways and do that in two ways. So the word ways has nothing to do with a woman, man pursuing a woman, has to do with the figure of speech. I'll say it in English because this kind of has a, a parallel in English and it'll, I think, clarify. When there's multiple ways to do something, you say, you know, you can do it this way or you can do it that way. There are many ways to do it. However, when there's only one definitive thing, like a plukta, as we would say, then you say, here's the thing. <laughs> okay, so when it's here's the thing, it's dvarim. When it's unanimous and that's the thing, that's the thing. You know, like our president, like our, president, our POTUS says, you know the thing. Uh, so that is, uh, when you say here's the thing, that's when it's unanimous. When you say there's many ways to do it, you'll say drachim. Okay, that's the difference between dover and drachim. Let's read it inside. Right? You say there's many ways, a couple of ways to do it. Whenever it's unanimous, tani dvarim. In other words, when there's no machlokas, no this and that, it's just these are the things. And the Gemara brings it home by saying, We have we can make a diak because that aforementioned Mish, Nishna in the second paragraph of Bikurim with regards to the Esrog, at the end of that Mishnah, what does it say? Rabbi Eliezer, Esrog, Shavu, Ilan, Lechol, Davar. Now, when Rabbi Eliezer said 
that there's not multiple ways, but it's for everything, that the esrog is exactly like a tree, right? And I think that's how we treat it. But um, there, there's no aspects of veg- vegetable at all. It's all like a fruit. He says, l'choldavar. He doesn't say drachim. So you see, when there's no... So again, h- how you define plukta versus non-plukta can change, but maybe the figure of speech even helps you understand it better, right? When the esrog is shavala elon l'choldavar, so once the esrog is exactly like an elon, you say that's the thing. As opposed to when you have some ways in which it is similar and some ways in which it is dissimilar, it's just a figure of speech barrier. You don't have to get carried away. Sometimes it'll say drachim when it's some ways, and when it's just one thing, like an esrog being exactly like a fruit tree, like a fruit from a tree, then you say the word davar, shmami na. Okay, so now you know. Now you know why we say drachim in our Mishnah. This was uh, something we actually already discussed in Ksubis. We've discussed it, but now we hazard it. Good. So now we're two dots, nine, nine lines up from the bottom. And we're going to discuss why does it say three and two? You know, whenever you say a number, you're supposed to be excluding something, right? So what is, what is it excluding? So it asks the Gemara. Why does it say that the woman can be nicknamed in three ways? What is it excluding? And also, when it says that it, the marriage can be terminated in two ways, what is it excluding? It says the Gemara. Okay, so we say three things, and it means that when you're trying to change the status of the woman and to wife her, as we call it, you can only do it with kesef, shtar, or bia. You can't just set up a chuppah. Now, what is a chuppah? The rishonim are going to be all over the place, right? It could be the ichud room. It could be the badekin, putting the, 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 right, the, uh, the veil over her. It could be bringing her under the chuppah, okay, as we do. Um, and you'll have shitos for all of those. It's some expression of bringing her, the Rambam will say, bringing her lebesa, right? You bring her into your home, and that is the chuppah. That is not going to wife her. Wait a minute. That's not going to wife her? Why not? Yeah, because one could argue that the whole point of Kiddushin is to wife her before you do that, right? That's what I would have said, right? The whole point of Kiddushin is before you bring her into your home to designate her formally. That's what we're saying, Right? We make a bracha on that at the wedding, at Bin and Basi's wedding, right? Aide chupa vikidushin, right? That this is the point. That we don't bring a girlfriend home, we bring a wife home. So we wife her first formally, okay? So then the question is, what is Ravuna going to say? We're going to discuss Ravuna Shita more in Dav Hey. But what does Ravuna say? He says that Taka, you could, that as a matter of fact, you can be Makadish woman we're bringing into the chupa. So what is he going to say that our mission is being exclusive of? Says the Gemara, Mikal v'chomer l'mute mai. Right, I'm sorry. The Chupakon Mikal v'chomer. He learns it from Mikal v'chomer. The Kal v'chomer should be obvious, Andrew. I mean, we'll discuss it in Daf Hey. I, I, I can undo this Kal v'chomer for you uh, just off the top of my head. The Kal v'chomer is going to be, well, if all these things are going to make her an Isha, so certainly the Chupa is going to make her an Isha. Okay, we'll get into the Kal v'chomer. I would have said the opposite. I would have said that all these things are intended to make her a woman before your remachnas have a chuppah. Okay. Be that as it may, Ravuna has the shita that a chuppah itself can create the Kenyan, make her a mekudeshes. So what is he excluding by saying l'shalosh drachim? L'mute mai? L'mute chalipin. So you can't do chalipin. You've seen a Kenyan chalipin, Andrew, right? We just pick up a, a, a hanky, a hanky, and you say, now why would you do that? So the answer is, we see. There is a concept of Kenyan. Kenyan can mean nine different things, but... One of the things it means is that you're formally making any action at all, 
even where the handkerchief that's less than a shava pruta, as we'll see, becomes very relevant, you're making a formal, right? You lift up the handkerchief and you give it back to the guy. You're not acquiring the handkerchief, but what are you doing? You're formalizing this transaction, okay? So that you can't do. You can't just lift up a handkerchief, give it back to somebody, and the woman's going to be married, considered mekudeshes. Why would you think that you could actually affect a condition that way? Because you would have thought, since we learn, and we will see this idea, and we already saw it, right? Kicha kicha miste efron. The idea that the idea of a kid in kasef we learned yesterday is, in fact, learned from stay efron, right? That when you have ikach, uh, right, from from Boaz, when that happens. When you acquire the field, so kicha is the way you acquire the condition. Well, guess what? How do you acquire a field? You do a formal act of a suda. You can, in fact, do the hanky lift and acquire a field that way. That's part of the procedure. So you would have thought, just like a field. In fact, this field, the stay Ephron, was the source of kicha. The word kicha means acquisition. And we learned that you can, be, you can acquire with kesef from a Field acquisition. And guess what? A field acquisition, what? Can be nicknamed with, with Chalipin. So you might have thought, just like a field acquisition can be done with Chalipin, so too, you can be acquire, so to speak, a woman with Chalipin. You cannot, right? You would have thought that just with a formal lifting of a handkerchief and then returning it to the owner, the woman is now considered Mekudeshes. No, that's not enough. That's what our mission is coming to teach you, and that's what it's excluded by saying that there's three ways. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. Why doesn't it work? Why can't you lift a hanky and she becomes Mikudeshas? Says the Gemara, Khalifin isnu bepachas mishav bepruta, ve'ich shav bepachas mishav bepruta, lo mekanya nafshe, as we arrive at Gimelamad Bez. That Khalifin, as we've already said, and Rashi quotes the bottom Rashi and Gimelamad Aleph, Perak Hazahav in Babam Betziah, that is in fact the case, that you can in fact do this. Acquisition of the field and the Kenyan Chalipin by lifting the hanky with something that's less than a Shavapruta, that works for an acquisition of a field. That a woman will never go for that. <laughs> Women will never go for says the first Rashi Gimel of the Bays. The Gnaihu La. What is this? You think you can acquire me with a hanky that's not even yours? You're lifting it? You've got to be kidding me. It's, it's fascinating, Barry, because it means her participation, as, as we know and we will see again, is critical here. If she's not Mekanya Nafshe, then the condition doesn't work. That's important to know, right? So she would never do that for, a Kenyan, for just a lifting of a, of a hanky, and therefore it will not work. And it is for that reason it doesn't work. So yes, it works her field, not for a human a woman. Good. So now, that's the Minyana Duration. So that's what we're uh, excluding. Minyana de Seifa, Lamute Mai. Right, so what are the two ways that the marriage is terminated? Either a get, as we've learned, the Masech is getting, or the Baal dies. So the Gemara, Lemute Chalitza. In other words, Barry, what it's saying is, a woman gets Mekudeshes, and now she wants out, or whatever, the husband wants out. So you have to give her a get. You can't just do Chalitza, that only works for Yibu. The Havamina is funny, right? But that's the Havamina. That it's teaching you can't do Chalitza. Why would you think that you could do Chalitza to get, to, to, Terminate the marriage. Maybe you would have thought that the following unusual kalvachomer. You would say from yibum. We learned mesachas yivamas, so this is somewhat familiar. That's an interesting thing, right, Andrew? A yivama, right? There's only two ways to end 
when a man is designated, right, the brother of a, right, of, of a deceased brother that had no children, that's doing yibum now. There's only two ways you can get out of it. Either you can do yibum, or he can do chalitza. But he can't just give her a get. That's not going to work. So my vamashen yotze beget, yotze bechalitza. But chalitza does work. So maybe chalitza is more powerful than an actual get. So maybe you would make the following inference that zushi yotze beget, eno din bechalitza. That if you have a regular condition when a get, which presumably is weaker, which because it would not work for yavama, works. So eno din bechalitza. So this powerful thing of chalitza that even gets you out of the zikas yibum should certainly work even in a regular marriage. Kamash malan, no. Our Mishnah is saying no. Only a get or the Mises of Baal would get you out of a regular Kiddushin. And I would have, again, we're Baal about them, so that makes sense to us, because Chalitza is unique to Yibum. What are you even talking about? Right? What is Chalitza? Ma'inyan Shemitah is all I see now, Barry. What would Chalitza have to do with the regular Kiddushin altogether? However, the Gemara persists. It says, Ve'imachinami. Maybe Chalitza should work, so says the Gemara. Amar Kras, Sefer Krisis, Sefer Kors, Ve'indavar Achar Krasa. Yeah, maybe this is obvious to us, Barry, because we already learned Masechus Kitten just now, and it's fresh in our mind. And we know that the Pasuk says that you have to give her a Sefer Krisis, and that that would only work. Of course, Mises Abal would sever the, the marriage, but short of that, it would have to be a Sefer Korsa. Sefer would be what be, uh, would be uh, creating the severance. It's not going to be Dover anything else, not a shoe, but a book, Barry. Okay, so that is what is being the might. So again, once you, once you have that Pasuk, why do you need the mute? Okay, somewhere in there hovers a Hava Amina, a thought that would be something else. So we're clarifying in our Mishnah three ways to be Kona, three ways to, 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 three ways to create condition, two ways to undo condition. Good. So now, two dots, seven lines down. How do we know? How do we know that you can be Kona with Kesef, Shtar, So let's start with Kesef. Says the Gemara, Bekesef, Minolan. How do we know that you can be Kona in Isha with Kesef? This is what I mean, Barry, when I say this is the ultimate Torah Shabbat Pet. You know, the Pasuk could have said, uh, that, we wouldn't have any of Masechus Kiddushin, right? Uh, and yet, the Chazal learned from the Psukim inferences in Limudim, learned out Kesef and Shtar and Bia independently, and, of course, all of these are Daraisa. So when we say Daraisa, it has implications, right? Min HaTorah. But that doesn't, that's, Tarsh, that's the classic application of Tarsha Balpeh. Right? It's not explicit in the Torah. That doesn't mean it's not Midaraisa. It's in the Torah. It's not a Darabanan at all. These are not Dinim Darabanan. Okay, so where in the Torah do we see that you can be Kash the woman with Kesef? Says the Gemara, Vesu Hadatnan. Once we're asking that, we're going to ask a slightly deeper version of the question that's going to take us off field for the rest of the Duff. As follows We learned a mission in Ksuvis which was Ochid already learned. Ha'av Zakai Bibito Bekidushea Okay? So we had a version of this Mishnah in a sense. Now we're saying Aisha, right, Aisha nicknames. We're talking about like, let's say an adult woman, right? Adult couple, third date, Barry. They're getting along, right? Let's call, let's, let's, let's get this, let's get this done. However, what if she's a katana? Rashi, right? Ha'av zakai bibito, right? Sha'kesef yeshelo, vumakabel ashtar. Rumosr Labia, Rashi adds, very important, al karcha, l'shem kiddushin be'od nara. Okay, so Rashi points out, this is talking about a nara, just to remind you what was going on in Ksubis Memvav. There is a father, the daughter was in nara, he wanted her to get married. So you say, wait a minute, the, all three ways that apply to the adult woman apply to this scenario as well. Kesef, so Rashi's explaining. In other words, he's gonna, he's gonna keep the money, okay? Shtar, 
Right? He's going to receive the Shtar Kiddushin. We don't do it this, today, but that's how that would work. Bio, how does... How does what do you mean keep money? Means like this. How do you know? This is what the Gemara is really going to discuss going forward. Who's getting the money? There it's obvious. The man is giving the woman money, kesef or shava kesef, right? And she is thus mekudeshes. Mekudeshes, mekudeshes. Beautiful. Okay, so who's getting the money when the father is giving her over as a nara, as a minor, to the man? Is the woman getting it or is her father getting it? So, okay, so the chiddush is the father gets the money. Well, we're going to, the Gemara is going to discuss that. Okay, but that, that means the father is being Mikadesh her, and he gets the money. Okay? okay, that's a Chiddush. Like, how would you have known that? We'll see. Bia is a little bit weirder, right? Like, who's, where's the Bia going on? So the, the, the there Rashi has explained, who mostra la Bia al-Korcha. The father's involvement in this Bia is that he's actually giving her over to the dude, and now they're going to be married, and there's going to be Bia, and this can be done against her will. Right? Unlike an adult woman who does not do this against her will, a minor, the father can impose right, this arrangement on her. Okay? We'll get into that. But be that as it may, these are the ways that a father is going to be affecting Kiddushin in his daughter, Bekesef Shtarubia. So says the uh, Gemar, Minal de Miknai Bekesef. Bekesef de Avuahu. So how do we know these halachas? How do we know that halacha? Can you remind me how we knew Ksuvis Memvav, that the father can be Koneher? By just receiving money. And furthermore, how do we know that the father is the one that gets the money? That's what it means. How do we know that the father is the one that gets the money? The Gemara says, Rav had the following suggestion. The Pasik says, Rashi explains this, is talking about Amar Ivriya. She's leaving the Rishus of the Adon. We just recently learned in the Parsha that Amar Ivriya, once she has the uh, right, Simonim of Naros, right, she goes free. And I mean free in every way. Ain kesef. Nobody, no money is exchanged. She just goes free. Yatsachinam ain kesef. Says the famous drasha, as Rashi says, ain kesef ladon zeh, avayesh kesef ladon acher. That even though an ama ivria, no money changes hands, there is a scenario where a nara is status is changed and money changes hands. Uman nihu, what is that scenario? The scenario of an av. It's a little far afield, isn't it, Andrew? But that's the drusha. That's what you call Torah Shabbat The drusha is the scenario of a nara with an av is a scenario where what? The father gives her over, unlike a, right, ama ivria, where no money changes hand. Here, the father is going to get money. Says the Gemara, v'emeli dida. Where in this drusha does it say that the father gets the money? Maybe the girl gets the money. All it says, ain't kasef. That in the case of an ama ivria, there's no money. And here, in the case of a betrothal, there is money. But it doesn't say where the money goes. You got to follow the money trail, Andrew. So you got to make sure it's kosher money. Says the Gemara. Well, listen. It makes sense because now then, right? The father is being mekabel kedushin. That says straight in the pasuk, right? That we know that a father can be mekadesh uh, his daughter, meaning set, give his daughter for kedushin. So does it make sense that she's going to get the money, that the daughter's going to get the money? If he's the one affecting the transaction, then it would stand to reason, right, that he's the one that's getting the money. You could, you could assume that. It's axiomatic. As Rashi says, it's still not so convinced, but Rashi says, she's going to get the money? 
Does it, is it even possible that he would be Makadish her and not get any money for it? Okay, I mean, I would have said maybe it is possible. No, the point is, Rashi is implying that this is a monetary transaction where the authority has been given to the father. So it wouldn't make sense that the authority and the money would lie in two different jurisdictions, right? It only makes sense that the father gets, has the rights of the condition and also receives the money for the condition, okay? So that's how we know that the father is the one that gets the condition, but the Gemara persists and says, Maybe that's only true because, again, is only when it's talking about Katana. The lace, the yad, the kabel kiddushin. And a young girl that's katana, not even simanim of naris yet, has no ability to accept kiddushin on her own. And it is for that reason the father gets the money. Aval nara, the isli yad, the kabel kiddushin. But a nara, who has potential to accept kiddushin on her own, right? Uh, she does, she does. And therefore, maybe she should get the money. Tiktish ihi nafshavatishkol kaspa. Maybe she should marry herself off and, uh, and receive the money as well. So the Gemara is going to say, that's a good point. So maybe there's another source. So the Gemara, Amar Kra, Binurea, Beis Avia. Guys, we should be very familiar with this Pasuk. That Pasuk was with, in the context of what? Nedarim. We were Zohar to learn Masechus Nedarim. So Nedarim, Binurea, Beis Avia. Do you remember what the Pasuk says? That while she's in her father's house, these are all the halachas of Nedarim. And we learn, Nedarim have very unique, right, relationship between the Naramurasa and the father, right? Where both the Baal and the husband, I'm sorry, both the Baal and the father, right? Both the husband and the dad have the uh, opportunity to be made for her and Adarim. They have to do it together or they each have to do it, right? There's an there's a in-between status. So what, is, what do we learn in the drasha over there by being Rehabe Sevilla with Nadarim? We learned kol shevach neurim le'aviha. That really all prophets that come to a Nara, not just a Katana, go to the father, and it is from there that we learn that the money of the Kesef Kedushin should go to the father as well. Again, Barry, all we're trying to analyze now is how do we know that the Kesef Kedushin, in the case of Kedusha Kesef of the father, go to the father? Maybe it's from the Urebe Savia to teach you, again, by Katana, fine. We know that he's totally, she's totally in his jurisdiction. How about a Nara? Maybe it's because of the Urebe Savia. So the Gemara, wait. Ravuna Marav had a source for the idea that, mais, that the Maisim of Abbas always goes to her father. That's from a Pasuk of an Amar Ivriya, right? In a bad financial situation or whatever situation where the father has to sell his daughter to become an Amar Ivriya. And there we had a drasha, and we established a parallel between the fact that the father can sell her and he could sell her as an ama. So we see what the status of this girl is, right? She has no rights, essentially. She gets sold as an as a, as a ama ivria, and as an ama ivria, certainly anything that she would right, acquire would go to her master. She is technically a slave, after all, a Jewish maidservant, as it were. Well, so this parallel would mean that even when she is not yet a slave, but a daughter in her father's house, she too has no rights, so to speak, and all of them are in the possession of her father. So now the Gemara says, wait a minute. Once we say that, that while she's still a Nara, everything goes to the father, why, ta- why do we need that? Right? Why do we need that extra inference? Right? After all, we've already learned, right? We just learned this, this idea of 
well, we don't need that. We already have Binurei Beis Aviyah. So in other words, the fact that we have this extra inference discredits the Nureya Beis Aviyah, right? Because if Nureya Beis Aviyah really works, then we don't need this. Says the Gemara, Ela Be'afaras Nadarim Reduxiv. No, Nureya Beis Aviyah is a unique case. That's only talking about what? Hafaras Nadarim. Uh-huh. So Hachanami Be'afaras Nadarim Reduxiv. So wait. So maybe we can conclude, with regards to Kedushin, that this Pasuk also that has nothing to do with the father's rights to get her money, to get the Kedushin Kasef, but that also has to do with only Nadarim. Once you've, I don't want to say discredited, but once you've limited the Pasuk of an Uriah Beisavia to only Nadarim, you can no longer have any use for that Pasuk to teach you who gets the Kasef Kedushin. Okay. So then the Gemara says, Okay, so... Maybe you'll say that, no, we learned from this very Allah. In other words, the fact that he has jurisdiction over the Nara, the fact that the father has that jurisdiction with regards to Nadarim, maybe you could say that's how we learn that he also has, gets the money from being Mekadashur. So it's the Gemara, Mamona, Meisura, Lo Yalfinon. Can you sense, Barry, that you could spend months in Yeshiva about this? Mamona, Meisura, Lo Yalfinon means, listen, getting the money, that's a monetary transaction. Isur Vehetar, changing status, Right? Is he Mikudeshis? Is she not Mikudeshis? That's a whole different thing. Does he have static, and, and even being able to be, right, uh, Mefer Nadarim, all of these are ritual things. These are status and ritual things. These are, this is nothing to do with money. This is not a monetary issue. So we can't learn monetary issue. Uh, and certainly whether the father keeps the money is a monetary issue. We can't learn that from Isura, from Nadarim. Okay, what about a different thing? We know, anytime you have like a nara that Khalila gets violated, so there's a knas, right? And therefore, who gets the knas if she's still a nara? The father. So maybe that should teach you that he keeps the money? No. We have a well-established idea that that also doesn't work. You don't learn maman from knas. Okay, right again, when she's devaluated, right? Uh, for, because she was, again, Violated and there's boshes of bgam there. So when she's violated boshes bgam, so that boshes of bgam also goes to the father, and that's not necessarily a knas. That's sort of like restitution, right? So how do we know that that restitution doesn't teach you that he should also that he should get any monetary thing, which is which would include right the giving over the kedushin? Says the gemara, shiny boshes bgam davur shaykh begavayu. No, the boshes bgam it's restitution, but that restitution also applies to the father. Why? Because when this woman was violated, that was a stain not only on her, which was very unfortunate, but also on the whole family because now the whole, everybody's aware that this happened. Okay? So, after said all this, says the Gemara, last line, Gimel Abayz, we, we have to return to say, how do we nerd from Yatsochinam Ein Kasef? That when it's Memait, Yatsochinam Ein Kasef by an Ama Ivriya, Yetziad the Kavaso, Kamemait. Right? It's talking about that it is in that case, that we're just really a restatement of that inference, that it's in the case of an Ama Ivriya, that there is no, right, that there is no money, right, and therefore it is there where there is no money. However, when an, a, a regular Nara is going to become, right, Mikudeshis by her father, then there is Kasef Ein, Kasef Laodonze, Avayesh, Kasef Laodonacher, right, the money is indeed going to be given to the father. Okay, so now the Gemara will resume tomorrow with Are these two Yitzias really the same? And the language having to do with the Yitzios, Bezat Hashem will resume tomorrow at the top of Dalid Ahmed Aleph.